Hello, welcome as always to the Monkeyfish podcast, joined by myself, the arrogant apostle, and as always, the specialist. How have you been? How have you been? Why are you talking in that robotic voice? I don't know. I thought I thought I thought I might mix it up, you know, zhuzh things up. Okay, so I see you've gone mad in the lockdown situation. <laughs> aren't we? It's kind of like it's kind of like you know, in a marriage when things aren't working out, and then one person comes and says, "Honey, I thought we could try You're this." Just trying to spice it up. Yeah, just trying to person. spice your language up. I see what you do. I yeah. see you. And the other person just goes, "I want a divorce." I see. I see. Knock it on the head. Let's just get you killed. Just straight. Yeah, like, uh, how you doing, baby? I want a divorce right now. I, 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 in fact, here are the papers. Please sign here. I have someone else in mind. This is quite depressing because this has happened to someone, you know. You can't divorce during COVID. Yes. You have to. How? 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 Dude, didn't you hear that, um, uh, what do you call them? Uh, domestic violence was on the up in, during COVID. Because, you know, the nigga was crazy before when, you know, he could go to the pub, but now... Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Especially if you, if you live in a studio. But isn't it right that I'm only assuming that it's a man who would be doing this? There could no. be some men out there being beaten the shit They don't out talk of about it, though. Uh, yeah, no one talks about it. Yeah. No one talks about it. Yeah, bro, what, how did you get that bruise? You should have seen the other guy. Yeah. But it's not a guy. It's never a guy. <laughs> Check on your friends. Check on your friends. Yeah, otherwise, I've been alright. Yeah. I've been alright. Mm. Uh, things are starting to look a little bit more positive. Uh, things are opening up. Yeah. I've been shopping. Have you been shopping yet? Have you been to any shops? I don't shop. I online shop. Oh, you online shop? Yeah. Oh, so this was really nothing to you. Nothing this was no change. You see, I don't like online shopping because I do like... I like the spur of the moment feeling when you get in there. I don't, want, I don't like window shopping. I don't like online shopping. I don't think there's a man who likes window shopping. No, I don't think so. Well, there are men who like window shopping. They're called women. <laughs> that's just... That's a transphobe right there. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. right. It's transformation. <laughs> just starting it like that. It's like Naruto. It. It's like transformation jutsu. Boom. They hand it. Hand it over. I just had to separate myself because those guys have got a serious militia, man. You don't want to mess with Yeah, them. actually, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they took away Kevin Hart's Oscar. You think what they're going to do with us? We don't even have that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Oh, you think they'll give us an Oscar just to take it away? Yeah. <laughs> Be so diabolical. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. <laughs> I'm down for that elaborate way of trying to hurt my feelings. Don't you appreciate it? If someone's really creative when they enact their vengeance, you can only just appreciate it. It's just like, oh wow. It's usually painful. You went, you plan. Yeah, it's painful, but you're like, oh shit, you planned. Oh, you thought I, about me that long. Oh, you know? are you, <laughs> so are you like, wow? Besides the pain that you've caused me, I have to appreciate your. Your, your willingness to go overboard and waste your own time and resources. Hey, give credit where credit is due. That's what I say. Right, So you got stories for us today? I do have stories. Okay, so what you got for us? All right. So, meanwhile, well, everyone's going through their own shit. Yeah, what's been going on around the world? We have this funny story coming through. Pair hired for man's broom sexual fantasy turn up in bedroom at wrong address with machetes. <laughs> Damn, shit, shit, shit. Do you shit. think like, you know, do you think like this is like, um, you know, the kind of CRM software where you get to kind of pick, you know, when you put, like placing an order and machete is one of those options there, like they could be Where do you place this order actually? I'm sure there's a website. What? Like Craigslist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, we can fulfill any crazy fantasy that you want, you know? But no pedophilia. Who agrees to this? <laughs> like, as a little, as a little by like. What two guys are sitting on the computer see that and be like, "I'm done for that." If there's a demand, there's a market. There's a demand for everything. There's, dude, life now is about niches. 
Niches. Yeah. Life is a niche. Life is a, if you want to excel at this stage, you can't be doing something else that someone's doing because they've probably gone far enough All and right. they'll probably just absorb you. Mm. So now you just got to come up with a different variation of something so if you that's turned up, done. So if you turned up like with a gym suit, they'd be like, oh, that's played out. Yeah. That's <laughs> played out, bro. Weeks or so. With proper disappointment in yeah. their face. Just yeah. like... Like, uh, like they'll be naked in the house with a boner and then as soon as you come in with a gym suit the uh, boner just goes <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah is that all you had is that all you had I said bring something leathery and exotic and you, and this is the best that I mean, you came with honestly do better man do yeah, better like, what's your name what's your name what's your name what's the name of your manager <laughs> manager yeah like who sent you who's your people I want to talk to them right now I want to put in a complaint who's do you man- think they've got a complaints department I don't think it's a real job, does it? Well, there's always... If there is someone pissed think, off, wait. there's a complaints department. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, you, do, you think, do you think Do you think they got paid for it? Oh, definitely. I mean, they showed up to... There was supposed to show up at his house with machetes. But You've got to get paid for that. I maybe mean, they did our pleasure. I mean, if someone asked me to do that, I'd contemplate it just to see where it goes. At the very I least. I think you'd charge for those services. Because it's great risk to yourself as well. What if the police stop you on the road? And Personally, like, why have you got two machetes? Well, where did you get machetes from anyway? Online, isn't it? Yeah. Everything's happening online. Um, the, the, the marketplace. Oh, dude, I'll tell you about recently. I was watching a, I was watching a, a, a movie on one of those um, streaming sites. And out of nowhere, randomly, it advertised this, this company that sells weed products online. Oh, yeah. Like, different types of strains of weed, edibles and everything. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we'll send it to you. Just pay on PayPal. We've got this whole secret way of sending it to you. Oh, just my like, God. They're not brazen now. They're just brazen. They're not even hiding anymore. Just out in the open. I've actually got a story yeah. uh, about that, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's fortunate that you talked about it. Yeah, I think they're out here. They're out here because they need... They need to... You see, this is the thing. This is the thing, right? Right now, um, the, with the current atmosphere everyone's talking about defunding the police but my view is how did we get to the police yeah well well, no let me i'll make sense why how we get to this my view is criminals are getting more and more intelligent and with the with the way technology is moving like the fact that what the fuck is happening in the deep web dude what the no one knows what's happening in the deep web right so but that's where criminals getting creative man they're making it easier for you to get your shit what is it there's this one dealer i heard of who's who's, um advertising his shit on Snapchat? Snapchat, could, bro. Yeah, because you can't find it. Yeah, exactly. See, criminals are getting clever. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah man. Every, anyone who's doing all kinds of sordid shit is going online because who's going to trace you? Different IP address, maybe you have one of them proxy addresses. And yeah, shit. yeah, the VPN websites are really Thanks. doing a number on people. Hey, my people are making serious money out there. Fucking, so, I can see that. But yeah. yeah, anyway, carry on with the story. Man, we went on a tangent. That was a little one. That was a little one. That was tame, a tame tangent. So, um, after, after remember, remember, these people sh- were supposed to show up to this person's house to fulfill his broom fantasy. Right. And they wound up at the wrong address with yeah. machetes in their hand. Yeah. The way the story leaps. In yeah, there, leaps. Because <laughs> how did a broom turn to a machete? I never understand. Well, what's the machete about? Mm. Anyway. So how does the story continue then? After appearing in an unsuspecting resident's bedroom with knives at 6.15am, the Jew accepted their mistake saying sorry. So that's just a follow-on from the um, headline. Right. Two men snuck into a bedroom with machetes after being hired to carry out a stranger's sexual fantasy of being tied up in his underwear and stroked with a broom only to discover that they had got the wrong address. 
The pair from Sydney, Australia, obviously. Oh, okay. fuck yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Wouldn't it be weird if they broke into the wrong house and the person was like, well, now you're here, guys. <laughs> uh, bring, the, bring the machetes, too. <laughs> I'd hate yeah. for a good fantasy oh, to go to waste. Because I've got a whole dungeon downstairs. Or if yeah. you just slice me up a little bit. Just ignore bit. the slaves and keep it. Just ignore them. Ignore them. <laughs> By the way, slaves are, not, slaves are not black. BLM. Does anyone want any cake? <laughs> <laughs> I like to make cake before I... Yeah. You know. It's just a, this is the thing I like to do. You sure? You sure you don't want any cake? All right then. All, all right, right then. Right. Let's go downstairs. All right. I don't want to be that guy who doesn't offer cake when people come <laughs> over. You know what I mean? But uh, now we've got the pleasantries out there. Yeah, yeah. Let's go in. Um, so the pair from Sydney, Australia made their apologies and left the startled victim's bedside. <laughs> they called the way to the bed. <laughs> How amazing is that? Honestly. They broke into someone's yeah, house. Full on. Full with on. machetes. They got all the way to the bedside. How does it make you feel once the people leave your house? You can't feel safe, can you? No, you couldn't. So, would, it, would they have walked into that bedroom and it's dark? They said no they, lights they said they snuck in. Hmm. So, it means that the person did not intend it. They used their skills to sneak in. I imagine they would have known their client, though. I imagine they would have seen the picture of their also, client. Also, they were hired. Yeah, but if the... If, said, no, they said they were the hired. They said they were hired. That insinuates that there is a service that they... Listen, broadcast. man, listen, man. Sometimes you go into a close and you wind up in the cul-de-sac. Roads are hard to figure out. Roads are hard to figure out. Knowledge. You don't know where you're going. You knowledge. Know that's some knowledge. That's some knowledge. It just happens. Mistakes happen like that. Bars, man. That's <laughs> bars. bars. The pair from Sydney, Australia, made their apologies and left... The startled victim's bedside as soon as they realize their mistake. One of the men, Terence Leroy. <laughs> that name is black on paper. It is, it literally it's black is. Black on paper. It's so black. Leroy! No wonder why he's in this industry. He couldn't get a job, could he? <laughs> Has now been acquitted of entering the home in July 2019, intending to intimidate while armed with an offensive weapon. Is it okay to carry machetes in Australia? Is that what they're telling us? No, 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 no. Basically, they were arrested because ultimately, in the officer's eyes, I mean, it would be a crazy blag if you said to the officer holding a machete, listen, 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 I came in here because this person has got this sexual fantasy. Right. And he likes to be tickled with a broom, yeah? Right. And the guy's writing down, he's like, he just starts looking at you funny, like, oh, you think I'm a prick? You think I'm a fucking prick? Right. <laughs> you know, the, the idea of someone having that kind of fantasy is just too unbelievable. It's, it's cockamamie. Yeah. It's like, very, very... What's the broom about, man? That's, well, I mean... Never I, mind the machete. Well, machete. you just... I can imagine where you stick the broom. It's what do you do with the machete is one to try to figure out. <laughs> Maybe it's the threat. Maybe the sexual fantasy has evolved to that point where it's not enough for him to imagine himself in danger. He needs actual machetes right. to be there, you know, to get the visual I aspect see, of I his see sexual a point. fantasy. I just want to return back to the police situation for a second. Just hit this one point, okay? <laughs> so, once the police arrest you and you're holding a machete, mm-hmm. and then you're like, you won't believe this, and you explain your story, and then the police believe you, whatever... You're still holding a machete. That's a dangerous weapon. Yeah, it is. They can't just like, acquit you. They'd go, well, now you're here. We need to talk about the fact that you walked around the streets holding it with a machete. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, they walked into someone else's house who'd never expected them. They're broken and entry. Yeah, they're broken and entry, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, life would yeah. be fucked up. I wonder if there's a policeman out there who genuinely believed that story. I mean, I mean, they probably didn't. A person didn't press charges because obviously it's a hilarious story. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Because, I mean, that's his first thing, like, she's going to go, like, how was your day today? Well, you never guess. <laughs> so, 
Um, where we offensive after the South New the New South Wales District Court accepted his explanation, conceding the facts of the case are unusual. Judge Sean Graham set out his reasons for not guilty verdict, saying the evidence did not suggest the men the men's actions were intentional. They carried the machetes either as a prop or something they used in that fantasy. Okay. The fantasy was unscripted. There was discretion as to how it would be carried out. So, okay, so they got away with it. <laughs> they got away with it. Right, let's do, I want to find out about the person. Who's the person who ordered this so-called hit? I think, does it say their name? Because, I mean, it's got to say their name. Because, I mean, that person has to be there to say, like, I, I hired this shit out. What the mm. fuck? That nah, person? man, they don't say the person's name. The person's probably told them, look, I, I don't want to be... You know, but also with that no, kind of shit exposed. No, listen, wants, listen man, I would look at you different if you come up to me and you say, "Yo, bro, <laughs> I just like a little bit of broom in my ass <laughs> with a shitty surrounded." I'm never gonna be able to have a conversation with you again. I'm just. <laughs> I know you're hypothetically speaking. I don't really feel comfortable. You hypothetically <laughs> putting me in that position. <laughs> That would never happen in my life. That's that that would never happen in my level. life. No, man. Is it a man? I, I, no, it doesn't say. Because if it's a man, that changes everything. So it's like a three-way gay situation. Because that's wild. Oh, man. So what they're saying, there's two men. Yeah, who broke into the situation. Yeah, but they don't say. Is a person who hired out the hit? Because if it is, and if it's a woman, I just want to... I mean, I've heard of rape. No, they just say a stranger's sexual fantasy. They don't actually say yeah, a protected person. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like I said, no one wants this. <laughs> no one wants this out. You know, like they have to call, they have to call, they call that person as a witness, and they have to sign a like a disclosure form. Like, I don't want my name to put under under paper. But you know what the story is really about? Right. This story is really about BDSM. It's really about fetishes, right? And it's really about. Um, how wild they're getting yeah how wild they're getting but how we are still not ready to accept fetishes I mean and, and accept that many people have a variety of fetishes some are not some are, you know some people like poo on their chest man why did you go to there <laughs> I'm just saying people are everybody saw two girls in one cup everybody saw that was the most disgusting thing I've ever had to see <laughs> that was the most disgusting thing I've ever had to see whether it's true or not it was real or not it was fake I don't care that was the most disgusting thing I've ever had you know, to see um, have you seen that um, thing uh, I take responsibility video that no. all these stars did so all these white stars all right. know, yeah, did uh, this thing where they were like I take responsibility and then they're like all the institutional oppression and then they go from one star to another. So right. it's been cammed as like really the worst thing they could have ever done. And you know, it's kind of like yeah, it'd be cringy, it'd be cringy. But yeah, I won't put it on that level because no. I, because I, two thousand. I don't want to talk about it anyway. I don't want to talk about. It. No, but like, hold on, hold on, let me finish this. Yeah. So like it's been cammed, and I was thinking like because some of the bits like there's this one guy from Breaking Bad, Aaron Paul, and he's like he takes a pause and he's like, for all the divides we've caused, you know, because it's like white people taking yeah, responsibility yeah, yeah. for what they've caused. I get it, I get it. So I thought, I thought it'd be really funny to change it to I take responsibility and you have an array of men talking about the most disgusting porn they've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so you were like, I take responsibility for two girls in one cup. And you just feel so bad that you watch that shit. Oh, dude, that'd be fucked up. That'd be like, that'd be a like, very just funny get... parody, though. <laughs> that'd be fucked up. Could be like just getting like men. To admit to that is the saddest <laughs> thing they've ever masturbated to. 
<laughs> That'd be so fucked up. But it would open up the conversation. It's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. I went there. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if that conversation happened in the moment, like all the men would share their stories. Once the moment's gone, they'll never able to look each other in the eyes again. Nah, never. Never. That's one of those things that like, you say that shit to your best friend and then your friendship slowly fades. But it would solve one problem. It would solve like the problem of like now men will know that yeah, we went, we all went to the extremes because it would just resonate with everyone going like yeah, I watched this one video. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> even if you didn't, not even about wanking, just the fact that you put your eyes on the most disgusting shit. Someone told me about blue waffle. I, I don't even want to check it out. <laughs> How did that conversation come about? Uh, they were talking about. They just we were talking about disgusting videos, yeah. and then there was someone said blue waffle. I've never heard of it, but apparently it's some kind of fucked up thing. Do you know what's funny? Do you know what's funny shit. is that I imagine if someone's listening to a podcast, they'll hear the words blue waffle, uh, yeah, the, and they'll be tempted to shriek. do it. They'll be tempted to do it. I'm not gonna do it. Oh shriek! I'm not gonna do it because, yeah, 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 like personally, I'm not comfortable with that weird. Those those over extreme sex shit. Like that shit yeah. is just nah, it's too much. Too much. It's too much. What I'm saying is that everyone, everyone's got a fetish in it. You got people who like feet. That's not as extreme. Like, now. I don't understand that. Compared to what's going on, you got those people who are called furries. What's a furry? A furry is a pe- is a person who likes to dress as an animal. Oh wow! And like take on that situation, <laughs> and 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 it's not constrained to sex only. It's okay. like a lifestyle. It's a whole movement of people who just dress as animals. So oh like, really? Some people so dress. Like they're walking around as they with. Yeah, onesies, yeah, that's just it. Not like I, I, sometimes onesies, I guess, but I don't know how they do it. I've never really gone to that's, the culture, that's but dumb. that's so dumb. Hey, that's their fetish. Don't don't take it away from them. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're don't right. Take it away. You're right. You're right. But the point I'm is, taking away my bottom line here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the point is that shit's weird. Yeah. And but to hire someone again, I want to come back to this. I, t- I told you about. Ooh, remember I was telling you about the um, the 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 um outfits that. People are now doing it's it's um it's called it's Japanese name but it's basically it's Japanese girls in like the hentai orgasm and now they're just wearing it as jumpers and shit. You so mean? you have people who don't even watch hentai who are just wearing it as like a clothing brand kind of thing. So, so they, it's like a their orgasm face and then there's a whole thing there's a whole thing where people do videos of trying to do like a, a orgasm face where. So wait, are you saying like people are wearing t-shirts nowadays with hentai designs listen, on okay. their clothes? Listen, listen, I'm, I'm going to search this right now. Wait, no, but just need to clarify. So. Yeah, yeah, but so if I clarify, so they are taking like the snapshot of an, Scene an, in yeah, a cartoon girl yeah. that is in, looks like you know they've got like uh, blushes underneath yeah. their eyes, their, their tongues out yeah. and they, they, they're drooling. Is this, is, this, like, is, this, is this a millennial thing? I, I think it is, but we are millennials. I'm not. I'm just too far gone to identify as millennials. <laughs> like, I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't. just step out the box, man. Nah. We're I, just like, we don't just decide tomorrow is going like, nah, this ain't the 21st century. Nah, man. <laughs> but I'm one, of those black, I'm one of those black That's people. That's vibing, isn't it? I'm one of those black people who takes white in employment box. So I'm just out here doing my own. <laughs> I'm just out here doing my own thing. But no, um... Hentai t-shirts, isn't that a bit lewd? Yeah, but like surely, because that's like saying like you could walk around with this a porn is, scene. This is the crazy know. thing. So when I heard about this, ah, okay, it's called I I hate I So how is explained is that um it's in ter- in Japanese pornography for an exaggerated facial expression of characters, usually females during sex, 
typically with rolling or cross eyes, protruding tongue and slightly reddened face to show enjoyment. The style is often used in erotic manga. So now people have actually started a challenge, and I'm talking men and women. Yeah. Men who are doing these faces to mimic that style. And it's also on like um, jumpers. This is some emo white girl shit, I just want to say. <laughs> like, no racism intended, it's just... So it, the person uh, the person I'm talking to about this, yeah, yeah. it's called Iego Hood Hoodie. And this is it. So essentially, it is the idea that... And young people are wearing this because clearly that's what advertised to. I think it's kind of like a weird protest. I mean, it's a weird kind of. But people are wearing it like as normal. You go to Japan, guys are just wearing it as like a normal hoodie. Well, you can't really count what happens in Japan. It's not a normal place, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a normal place. <laughs> it's very hyper realistic. But in terms of like here in the West, that uh, that you know that affects our sensibilities. You know. Yeah. No. I, the, I meet when I meet the person I was talking to. I was talking to on a dating app. And when I immediately noticed one of the pictures, I actually asked her about it. Mm. And then she gave me all the spill. Ah, and then I, I asked her, I said, well, do you, okay, so do you like anime? She said, no. Well, that's... <laughs> so, so, I was so confused. Just bandwagoning. <laughs> it's just, just bandwagoning. It's part of it now. But it's, uh, yeah, man, young mm. people do that. Now. Well, this is the thing, though. <laughs> this is the thing, actually. Talking about pornography and whatever in Japan. Because, uh, talking about pornography and whatever in Japan. Um... <laughs> I don't know, I came across uh, something I was just reading and it's about Japanese culture and their relationship to... Because it's almost the idea that Japanese culture is seen as being prudish. Yeah, and yeah. it turns out that's not true at all. That's completely the opposite. Yeah. Japanese art and things like that, it depicted people having sex in very graphic yeah, scenes yeah, yeah, and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And it was placed all over the uh, country and it was just seen as something normal. And yeah, to yeah. have people be nude or be exposed and things like that. It's confusing, isn't it? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't seen, it wasn't seen, it wasn't seen as being rude or anything like that. It was just normal. And then when the British invaded, because the British always invade, when the British invaded, they seen it as obscene and judged them for it. And that led to them feeling a a culture of shame about it. And then that's when... Wait, are you saying that the Japanese culture as we know it was there before... The British people. Well, British, the, the, the need British. for prudence in the culture, as far as the content I was looking. But at. are you talking about also the, like the weird devious stuff? Yeah, the, the, the devious stuff was there long before, and then it was oh, the okay. British coming in, introducing the idea of being oh, embarrassed that, of that these. That made it immoral. That made it seem immoral. Right. And then they've been repressed because of that, and yeah. then obviously now they're emerging out of that repression. Yeah. Maybe this is it. This is a, this is a, this is what I feel like. I feel like there's a real breaking down of like when it comes to fetishes. Mm. A really a real breaking down of fetishes in a very clever way, because even you know like how Japan introduced it into entertainment and made it into a way like you know it's just part of yeah, the culture. Yeah, because that shit's weird. Because they do it even in their normal cartoons. Yeah, like, like the way yeah, they, I've, yeah, the yeah, way yeah, they yeah. draw their characters and weird like beyond that like pervs and beyond shit. that it's the it's, it's the fan service yeah, yeah. the idea that you'll have 16 year old girls with massive breasts and things like yeah, that and yeah, we yeah. all collectively know that they're yeah, young they bounce as well bounce, like, yeah. and we all have to ignore that and the idea that bothers me is that you know a group of men sat down in a room yeah. wrote this out and someone said let's give this 13 12 year old girl some mm. big breasts or big thighs or big whatever yeah, and it's, it's a bit like the, what the child is the child is cartoon yeah because but it's almost like the, but it, what I'm saying on on, on that, um, uh, if you look at um, Fifty Shades of Grey, that's another way we have entertainment yeah. Yeah, has has broken down. 
And culturally, in a way, we're getting over-sexualized. Yeah, this is This is always my gripe with uh, Game of Thrones, because sometimes it felt like it was such a good enough storyline. Yeah, didn't it, didn't need... Need, it didn't need it. It didn't need it. And you know what? You know, it's, I don't know. I can say that sometimes with um, Spartacus. But, you know, I'm getting, sick of, I'm getting sick of sex scenes. I'm getting sick of sex I scenes. Am, they, take, they take away from um, the pace of the plot, isn't it? And it's just, and, it's just a and waste of time. The, I feel like they affect the storyline, because if every single story you write, there needs to be a romantic yeah. uh, interest and there needs to be a build-up of that romantic element into it. Even if there's nothing for the story, it just takes away things from the story. Because, yeah. for example, like, you know, the world is about to be destroyed, there's 10 seconds left, and then now I have to kiss you before you finally save the world. Yeah. It's How just many like, times have like, we been why? It's like, why? Right. Why? Why? Why do we need... You know what? A lot, of, a lot of films are actually doing their best to now separate... Because even sometimes when you see a connection between a male and a female mm. who are the leads, mm. you, they immediately cut it off. And then mm. it's kind of like it's teased, yeah. but it's not really happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I a lot of films are trying to break yeah. away from that because they realize that. And they realize, obviously, with the movement um, of, of Me Too and everything mm. else, they want to give more female the, the, the right to say, look, I'm not trying to get dick out here. <laughs> the world is ending. Feel, I'm trying to save the world as well. I like. feel like I feel like they should make a film and the woman should say exactly those words. <laughs> the guy comes on the guy comes on to the woman, he's about to get close, really kisses you, and she's like, For fuck's sake, listen. <laughs> listen. I'm not trying to get dick. I'm just trying to save the world too. <laughs> Shit. I'm in this Shit. God. Put your dick away. <laughs> Put your fucking dick away. Right, anyway, coming back to this gay men and this whole... I, in my head, I don't know why. I imagine it's a whole gay situation. But anyway, that's what it is. But yeah, um, um, yeah. So, so, should we move on to the next one? No, I just want to finish off with... Okay, uh, yeah. I feel like... Yes, it's a funny story, but we're... It just, just, just... Is this legal? Is I just feel like... Is that legal? Yeah, obviously. It's like whatever's... Whatever, there's actually a thing about it. It's like... Whatever two people decide together, then it is legal. Then why is prostitution yeah. illegal? Well, no, escort services are not but illegal. Prostitution. But prostitution. That's still two independent people. Prostitution suggests that you are abusing those women or controlling them, isn't it? But if you say escort, uh, um, then there's some kind of clause where they can say, you between, if it's agreed between two people, then it, it's a, it can be a meeting if they can... Is slavery stage. agreed between two people legal? I don't know. I don't know. Why do you have to take it there? <laughs> Because that's a con- no. Why do you think? Why do you think it's slavery? That's no, kind of like okay. that's like that's kind of like that's kind of like the view on strippers. Okay, like, strippers are just great no, dancers. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not dancers, isn't it? I'm not trying to create. Strippers is a derogative term, isn't it? I'm not trying to equate that. What I'm yeah. trying to say is that actual slavery, because if, I mean, indentured servitude, if in another way, is indentured servitude legally? Legal. If I say I will help you out in this situation, but you've got to be my slave. It depends. For a it depends. You're suggesting that some of those women are not doing it just to earn a bit of extra cash. That's what exactly I'm saying. But in, that's not. They're not endangering themselves. No, but I'm saying in, indentured servitude. It. Indentured servitude is the idea that if I give you a certain amount of help for something, you will give me your service for a certain period of time. Right. Okay. So like, uh, someone could say, if I pay up your debts, thirty G, you've got to be my slave for the next two years, and you agree. Would that be legal? If that person is okay with that as a, your arrangement, yeah, then and then the who's sign to it. say who's, who's to say they're being abused? Okay, there's a sign it, and then half. And some people can be okay with that arrangement, but I'm talking about if talking about that's why they call them the working girls because in the end not they talk- are working. Though. Okay, they are working still. Doesn't necessarily mean that they are in separate issue from the sex bit at the yeah, moment. Yeah, just talk about the principle of you said 
if an agreement between two people is established, then it becomes legal. My question is, if someone offered indentured servitude, non-sexual, just to be an actual slave. Oh, wow, to control. Yeah, just a slave because you've helped them with a certain thing and they've written in a contract, I agree to be your slave for the next two years if you pay my bill for 30 grand. They sign it and you sign it and it's legal. Would that be legal? Yeah, that would have, that would be. In the eyes of the law, there's a contract that shows that willing part of, um, of participation in it. But that is... A, so it would be legal. It's, it's an agreement between two people, man. It's a real thing. So what would happen if you wanted to break that... You, well, you know, the contract says two years if you want to break it then obviously there's going to be penalties isn't it you can be sued and shit so you would need to you can't sign the contract you so you got to think as well there's a lot of it's it's duality kind of thing so realistically i could essentially for a certain amount of fee have my yeah. own white slave yeah. if i wanted to and if even if it's private it, it, you would obviously keep it private but if it came out as long as you present that the fact that they've signed this contract is binding, they can't do anything. They can't void the contract. They can't just assume you're a criminal because they're asking the person, why did you sign that contract? If you signed that contract, you knew the, you knew the risks and therefore you agree to them. Okay, so, so <laughs> the world is a lot weirder than we used to think yeah. and some things that we thought were legal were not legal. Yeah, right, yeah. moving on. So what do you think is the next story? What so, talking story? about legality, mm. and remember we were talking about criminals getting smarter. Yeah. So, this story comes up, brilliant. Madrid police break up cocaine hotline delivery service. Oh, wow, that's sweet. That's sweet, now that's it, that's sweet. <laughs> you know what I mean? A cocaine hotline. Good afternoon, how? I've got your cocaine, how can I help? How is the advertising? <laughs> I imagine on Snapchat. <laughs> Fucking Snapchat. Who's using social media for good purposes anymore? Are there still people out there using it? There's still that one... There's loads of memes, man. Mm. There's so many memes. There's so many memes. I imagine just <laughs> your mum telling you shit. That's the last good thing that's happening on, uh, on, on social, social media. media yeah. Your mum just like, hey, wash your ass. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> my mum never said wash my ass. Your mom doesn't have a computer. <laughs> that's not like an insult, but that's an insult. That that's is. Right. Hey, hey, my mom can afford a computer. <laughs> does your mom have a computer? She did have a computer. <laughs> but does she have one now? I don't think she does. You know. So why is that an insult? Do you have a computer? No, I. Do. Yes, I do. That's I yours. Do. Yes. <laughs> okay. Did you always have one? No. How many years have you been without a computer? No, I don't want to talk about it. Exactly. I don't want to talk exactly. about it. Exactly. Uh, been off the grid. I don't know who you're running for. Pay your child support. <laughs> Pay your fucking child support, man. Can't be taking care of your kids. I can't handle them. I can't handle them. They're asking me for too much. <laughs> but it looks like you. <laughs> you can't prove that. You haven't seen him for a reason, is it? <laughs> you haven't seen him. That's the problem. I got the text. Take care of your baby. Got the text. And I went on Sky Scout next. Okay. <laughs> Flying out. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay, so... The gang used a fleet of motorbikes to guarantee delivery time of 20 minutes and operated loyalty scheme to reward best customers. <laughs> oh, wow. They operated a loyalty scheme to avoid best customers. Wow. How how intelligent is that? Um, you know what actually, I am now getting accustomed to good dealer. 
uh, customer service. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm improved. I, I am improved by it because I mean, uh, imagine if a dealer told you you have to come and meet him somewhere. You'd be like, fuck that. Who lives in a yeah, world yeah, like yeah, that? No, no one wants no, to live like that. No, come to me not, or. It's not, okay. it's not okay, right? It's not okay. Or do you remember the dealers you had to walk to? Yeah, mate, and they fucked you over. <laughs> Give you a half a bag, but you've walked already, so you can't walk away from it. You know, and you're waiting two hours. Yeah, he's gonna be there in twenty minutes. He's and you're gonna be there. like really contrived about how you do the exchanges. No, no, I no. called the dealer once, and he was like, ah. Oh. And it was like an hour late. I called him and it was like, I'm eating food with my family. Just give me a minute. <laughs> I'm just like, you, you absolutely Why can't. are they all like that? I don't know. But I waited still. <laughs> that's they the were problem. all consistent. They were the most off time, off beat. That's the problem. I waited. That's what I always ask myself. I was like, why did I wait? Because you have a problem. <laughs> you have a problem. You had never waited. I think a lot of people are waiting. I've waited. I'm yeah, like, everyone's waiting. Everyone's waiting. But I'll never do it now, though. <laughs> no, no way. I've had. I've just. I've just enjoyed. Yeah, too much. home delivery is great, man. Home delivery. I mean, is great. and it's and it gets a, it gets rid of all the riffraff of having to talk to them as well. You know, and you just like you just grab. Can you leave a review? Well. On this site. Yeah, I mean, do they have like a complaints department? Oh, well, I imagine if they've got a loyalty scheme. For best customers, so the only way they can determine best customers is the customers who review. They have a database. What the? F- yeah, that's dangerous. That's full on, like, full on. So when they get caught, they just know, they know the police Patterson. know just who ordered from them. Like, dude, they've got a whole database monitoring patterns of coke fiend. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, it's happened again. <laughs> and, they give again. You, <laughs> and they give you re- re- rewards. It's valuable data, actually. It'd be worth a study. No, that's so then what I'm saying. The behavior of people who are who have real addiction. This is like, what I'm saying because, yeah, like, yeah. if when the police are discovered, do they get the date? Do the police get the database and know everyone who's bought weed I, from them? I, I imagine they would have wiped their CDs, you know, just to get rid of the evidence, the mounting evidence. Who plans <laughs> getting busted? No one plans it, but I imagine if the police were at the door, they probably barricaded the shit, started scraping and shit like that because that's all evidence. I think, that's I, all I, evidence I think, of I a think, conspiracy, think, isn't it? I think what they would have done. They would have said drug, drug trafficking. Yeah, well. I think what they would have done, they would have kept the database and said, "If you let us go, we'll give you this database with There's all these people." There's a cloud now, isn't it? There's a cloud. You just sent it into the cloud. Don't trust the cloud. <laughs> the cloud is not safe. <laughs> You're meant to be a mystical then. Help the bear. <laughs> Listen, mystical said, "If you ever see him in the woods with a grizzly bear, <laughs> help the bear because the bear is gonna need it." But well, yeah, the cloud, the cloud is safe. No, it's not. Everything is in the cloud. The cloud means the it never cloud. goes away. Yeah, no. Yeah, but it's there, isn't it? And it's probably very secure. But it doesn't go away. It's going to be there forever in the cloud. Oh, well, I, I thought you were saying it in a, in, a, in a thought track of trying to keep your data and saving it somewhere. And I'm just like, yeah, you can hide it in the cloud, isn't it? But they really shouldn't keep their data. You don't know, man. You've got to get out in 15. You'll be alright. We're reconnecting with everyone. <laughs> Start again in a different place. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. I know you won't remember me. I know you won't remember me. But 15 years ago, 15 years ago, I offered you a loyalty card. Like a cool caper, man. Yeah. Come like, down, like, yeah. Like 15, Bringing boys around. Like, like, 15, years ago, 15 years ago, I offered you a loyalty card. And I'll lead you to know that it's still active, bro. We can keep this shit going. Just, yeah. just let me know when you're ready. Yeah, man. Because yeah. who's going to find out about that if you take it to a more extremely developing countries? Well, clearly the police have. Well, the kind of places where they don't have that more sophisticated technology. You could, you could literally rule that place very quickly. But usually if you know a place that does have, does it isn't... And it's very loose on drugs. If they take that to Thailand... You know. But like usually if you have that kind of poor country or things like that, 
usually you can just bribe a policeman and you can buy you can just bypass yeah, the can, whole intricacy because yeah, yeah. like police don't care let me digitize like as well and how many people have got the equipment mean, to give, receive it to act digitized because this is a digitized operation isn't it do you mean like a cocaine club card <laughs> let's move on <laughs> so police in Madrid have broken up a sophisticated co- cocaine hotline gang that allegedly used the call center and a fleet of motorbikes to ferry a drug to more than 2,000 customers with a guaranteed delivery time of 20 minutes. The network apparently sold its wares in single doses, bearing a seal of quality, <laughs> and operated a loyalty scheme to reward its best customers. Investigators also discovered that the gang had found ways to adapt to Spain's strict COVID-19 lockdown, which came in effect on 14th of March, which ends this Sunday. Instead of delivering to customers' homes, it arranged for the drugs to be handed over in supermarkets close to where its distributors lived. While movement was severely restricted during the beginning of confinement, people have always been allowed to buy food. (laughs) Uh, That is creative. That is creative. That is literally that is creative that's why you deal with your lockdown time yeah. <laughs> to be fair to be fair to be fair Find i remember a sophisticated way to distribute to be fair, cocaine i remember when lockdown first kicked in and i had my last uh bunch of bud anyway yeah and then i was just like oh fuck oh fuck it's gonna run out and then i'm gonna go dry and i was ready prepared i'm gonna go dry and then well, and then happened just as happenstance happened to me uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't think they all, I don't think that works anyway <laughs> uh, my friend just sent you a message like at 3 o'clock in the afternoon obviously I'm living abroad so I'm living on an island at the time yeah. and he just goes do you want to go kayaking? I'm like I've never been kayaking but I'm not going to say no I'm not doing anything yeah, so yeah. I was like cool let's go kayaking and then so we just take two kayaks out we just kayak out and then like okay. and then we kayaking and kayaking and kayaking and then we just out in the water for ages and the water's pushing us to this beach and by the time we get we just decide to go to the beach because it's pushing us anyway it's easier by the time we get to the beach we stop and then there's a little shanty little kind of like bar place on the beach mm-hmm. it's got all like bob marley flags in jamaica and things oh, yeah. on it right yeah. so then like we just like uh, let's go see what's going on there and it's shut down because obviously everything's in lockdown and everything mm-hmm. all the like uh Restaurants and things that have been shut down anyway. Mm-hmm. So we walked then to get in and then realised that's the place where we pick up weed. We've managed to like sail all the way around the island to the place where we pick up weed. Yeah. And then they were like, hey, I was like, hey, I was like, uh, do that's you have any nuts. weed by the way? That's and they were like, yeah, do you want to buy some? And I was like, cool. And I was oh, like, oh that's... shit. They were willing to ride out the storm and I was like, I knew I'm going to be safe. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that crystallizing moment. Yeah, just like, oh, this shit's okay. Because yeah. then, like, when they shut down, they shut down everything. But I was like, ah, oh, still get bugged though. Still yeah, get, yeah. Still, okay. still operating, yeah, man. It's yeah. Still operating. And I just go. Yeah, actually, now you mention it, man, I actually do think, you know, it's kind of kept me sane. Like, knowing yeah. that I've still got access to it. Yeah, like, you need you know, vices. It's not, yeah, it's, you not, need it's, vices. Not, it's not fully fully down, is it? And think about how prepared you were to be full on sober or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, Imagine yeah. if they banned alcohol. Well, you know what? It's just made me cope with the amount of days you have to deal with, isn't it? Because you're just inside. But, like, it just helps pass the days, kind of... Can you, you can have a meaningless day, but, you know, and then just not having this feeling of just, like, I gotta go, 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 go. You know I think the thing is, like, you can't even count how long COVID's been around for now. Nah, man. This feels nah, like it's man. been there forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sad tone in your voice. It is. <laughs> it's long-lasting and never, and never going. <laughs> I keep, like, losing just track of days sometimes. But I'm just I, start, like, I, I keep thinking about Fallout. Do you yeah. know, remember that game where like the whole world there's oh, like a nuclear explosion, like, people yeah, have to move yeah. underground, yeah. and then eventually they start emerging. 
And I feel like that sometimes. Yeah, but it's kind of like a shit apocalypse, you know. <laughs> but like, also... Because nothing's fucked up. Also, also, <laughs> I mean, I can understand weed, but if you're isolating, what do you do with cocaine so much? Nah, you wouldn't. I, I imagine this has really helped all the all the people who are hooked on it. I know, I know but imagine... Because how can you do that whole... Yeah, you, cocaine is a doing... You just be vibing yeah, inside. Yeah, it's a doing kind of thing, isn't it? It's yeah, not something you have you'd... to get your energy out there, or else you're just gonna, just going to take you out. I think you would notice... I mean, I'm sure there are more severe addicts out there who are probably doing it. In their house alone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I heard the, I heard the worst story and I just fell for the dude. Um, I have a journalist friend who, and then I met up and, and he told me about his night with this other dude, man, um, who's a cool dude, right? He's mm. a cool dude. But he told me about this scene where he's, ha- he's doing coke with his dad. And I was like, oh, mate... <laughs> Just imagine. That's weird. <laughs> You're doing cocaine with your dad. Like, where? Oh, that you, is just the worst. You know what's this? weird, though? That's just, but to be fair, I feel the same time when people go like, oh, I smoke weed with my dad. And I'm like, ah, I feel like, you know, it's just like, a complete like, breakdown. Drinking with your dad is one thing. Yeah. But once you start doing drugs with him, I just And the thing is, like, it's like, this guy had a real problem that he expressed it to my mate about and he was like candid is like yeah i do have a problem so he the dad it. doing it with him don't help him for shit you know well I mean? obviously well well i mean he paints a he paints a pick a picture because then like i can see where your problem stemming from yeah, yeah. Things it's like such on. a sad wild. story fucking cocaine cocaine man cocaine Okay. It's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a fucked up thing. Um, she don't lie, she don't lie. So how does the story how does the rest of the story go? Yeah, so um the rest is just talking about the um impressions on the case. Uh so the the investigation I'm sorry, on Wednesday Spain's Policia Nacional <laughs> said twenty eight people have been arrested at the end of twelve month investigation that had culminated in the confiscation of eighty five thousand euros which is 76,000 in pounds and almost four kilograms of cocaine. The investigation began a year ago when officers noticed several sales of single batches of cocaine. The speed and manner in which the transactions were carried out led them to suspect that this, is, this wasn't the usual modus operandi. operandi. Subs, uh, subsequent surveillance and inquiries established this was a cr- criminal organization dedicated to the distribution of cocaine using a coke hotline. Uh, Severe. Yeah, yeah. So officers uncovered a complex setup in which phone orders were relayed to a network of 25 distributors in eight different parts of the Spanish capital. Cocaine was then delivered to customers' homes or workplaces. Boom! There it is. There it is. That's how. how. Delivery is where... Dealing has moved up now, isn't right, it? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Let's come, let's come back to a few things here. Uh, <laughs> let's come back to a few things. There's a lot to unpack. Right, they said four bricks. <laughs> That's a bit minimal, isn't it, for a sector, for a, for a, such an involved investigation? Because mm. they said last year. No, so th- no, no, but so what they had... Okay, if... Because they said police found four bricks. Let me look, because what I want to understand is that have they found the four bricks in where they raided... So, on Wednesday, Spain's Policia Nacional said that 28 people had been arrested at the end of 12-month investigation. Mm-hmm. That had culminated in the confiscation of 85 euros, thousand. Okay, the money makes which sense. Is, which is, does that, does that really, I feel like an operation, like, mind you, they've only started, 
They've only started recently. But I, I feel like in a, a yeah, set of like this would be a lot more money. You see, like, imagine if this was a movie. It'd be very anticlimactic yeah, if you it had age 5,000 euros and four bricks of cocaine. That's all you found. It'd be very underwhelming. Yeah. Um, and almost four kilograms of cocaine. So. Still, though. It's nothing, Still, is yeah, it? Yeah. This no, is... well, no, but they say they've got distributors. Yeah. So maybe it's like. Maybe it's like, you know, you know, like McDonald's chains. Regardless, like... regardless, regardless. <laughs> this is my point. This is my point. The re- the, the, at the end of this investigation, all the police has confiscated is four bricks and it has 80,000 euros. I'm just saying the build up for it is a bit over. Yeah, it's, like, it's an anticlimax. Yeah, it's very anticlimax. Yeah, right. I'm just saying this was a movie. If this was the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. And all of this at the end of it, you see all the discovery. Oh, my God, it's yeah. a complex network. I yeah. can't believe they use it. Da, 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 da. They're geniuses. They're smart. What did you find? Four bricks and 80,000 euros. Yeah, here's an exercise. What, what do you think they did wrong? Who? To get caught. I mean, obviously, the person they were delivered to someone who knows a police officer. That's how the first police officer oh, becomes yeah. aware of it. <laughs> that's where I would. Because I would say like that. there's probably police officers mind their own business. Plus, plus, let's be honest, the kind of people who love cocaine are usually rich white people. Yeah. So they would be involved with people. In, they might know people who are in law enforcement and things like that. And a law enforcement officer would just notice these little old designed yeah. packs all around. And okay. it gets back to the office, like, you know. Um, um, what, what I was looking for while you were talking about that is trying to find how complex the system is so I can gauge what yeah. you're trying to say, right? Because would it be, I mean, like, if you knew a police officer and he goes, where did you get that from? I imagine they would hide the IP address and it would be untraceable to see no, how you would get that shit. But what I'm saying is that, for example, if a police officer, he has a friend, and probably the police officer does cocaine as well. Right. And obviously he does the cocaine, enjoys it, but he's like, all right, it's time to go back to work in the morning. And then he picks it up and it goes and says, dude, have you seen this before in the office? And then they're like, yeah, I've seen that before. And then they use a police oh, mechanic. Oh, you're like, you use like a to, to pin the network Pin together, the network and then they figure out there's something going like on. Get like confessions or uh, tell us this or tell us that. Yeah. Okay, that's possible. All right. The operation, which involved 250 officers, resulted in the arrest of 28 people. So... 200, oh no, it involved 250 police officers. See, okay. my point. Okay. But it arrested how many people? So the recovery of 85,000 euros, almost 4 kg of cocaine, 10 motorbikes and dozens of mo- mobile phones, in addition to items related to drug dealing such as precision scales, wraps and seals. <laughs> they took their wraps. <laughs> they took their wraps. <laughs> Or you think they should have left the wraps? <laughs> I feel like that was the worst thing I've been disappointed about. It's like, no, 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 don't take my wraps. That's my favourite scale. <laughs> my mum gave me that when I moved into my first flat. You fucking bastards. <laughs> I mean, again, anticlimactic. 250 police officers. Yeah. Right, for eight, that doesn't even cover their yearly wages. No, but it's still, crushing the network is still a win for them. Like, what they now know, I mean, what they gain in education of understanding how things are changing. Yeah, definitely. Do you know what I mean? And this is, this is, this is I will tie this just lightly back because I don't want people to come after me. But this is what I mean about defund the police. The criminals are getting smarter. Uh-huh. They're getting fucking smarter. And, no, and it's yeah. like, you don't want people... Well, we're not fully it. trained to do this properly. Like maybe we need more funding and just so they can figure it out. Like, <laughs> well, they did figure out, didn't they? They figured out quite quickly. Yeah, but I, I mean, my my answer to I, my question is, I would, I I feel like, um, 
they went too big too quickly. Here's my question, okay. Like, I feel do like you they, think were, they were, were too loud. Do you think the police were smart to find it out this quickly, or do you think the group was so dumb they got caught so quickly? Like, I don't know about dumb, because they still did a lot, but I, I'm, but in terms but of what I think they, they were too done. ambitious. I think they, they rushed it. They yeah. rushed it, yeah. I guess that's a bit stupid. They were not patient. They were yeah. not patient with their thing. Because they could have played it on a low. Mm-hmm. No one would have known. Mm-hmm. And then you just create a really small community of people who you work so with. One, rather the, than expanding like so quickly. They so. were pouring, organizing instruction, their clientele. Yeah. And obviously, because with the loyalty bonus, you encourage sales over exclusivity. Yeah. Which yeah, is really yeah, yeah. something that needs a, you know, like you need a specific. Um, but you need reviews as well. Bumps, so that would, that would begin to expose, expose you, yeah. Right? Because yeah. those reviews also lead to exposure to anyone because yeah. you're trying to spread the word. You're showing a pattern of people using probably class, proper, good cocaine. And then you also weren't, yeah. you also weren't responsible for who that review is exposed to. So yeah, it leaves yeah, that. Yeah. So probably we it need went to... too big, too hard. I mean, this is really a good guide for someone who wants to aspire to do better. I mean, if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening, we're dropping knowledge right now. These are bums yeah. for you. Jules. Do, do drugs. Jules. Don't do drugs. But if you're going to sell drugs, this is how we would do it. This is okay. How we would so do first it. of all, I'm just saying like, you need to make sure you have a select and exclusive clientele that will only add to it through some sort of process or initiation an application maybe interview of some sort you know yeah, just yeah. to make sure everything's kosher uh, <laughs> just make sure everything's kosher sure. that's what you gotta do man mm-hmm. sure everything is working alright yeah just make sure everything's working alright exactly. and then okay. obviously you wouldn't need a gift card what you do have is you do um, do you know like Starbucks or they do, do those stamps at the back oh yeah you do one of them ones, oh my it? god for cocaine yeah but you give like a free top up <laughs> at the end just like a free bop just a bump. Like, like, so you want to be anointed? Yeah. yeah. Just, a, just a free bump after every ten, you know, ten purchases. That kind how, of. how productive do you think the world would be if everyone was on cocaine? It would be, but everyone would be an arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> do you think maybe our attachments is the reason why we're not moving at exactly the prime pace that we're supposed to? I just to be? think, I just so think they will, it would make the world incredibly productive. Being in a relationship takes a whole lot of you, doesn't it? <laughs> but if you want cocaine. <laughs> Or well, you break that relationship straight away, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? you just move on because yeah. you're the hottest shit around. Like. Right. <laughs> but you can't be a cocaine forever. You'd have no nostrils. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, it, yeah, it will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> it will, everything kills you. Oxygen kills you if you breathe it well, in long enough. They say, they say that um, Hitler was on cocaine. Well, they say, look what he did. Well, they, what he did. well they say Moses was on DMT. He got reckless. They say, they say Moses was on DMT, so you know what I mean? <laughs> we say shit now. We're just saying shit, aren't we? We're just all saying shit. We're trying to make sense out of it. Isn't yeah, it? To, exactly. <laughs> this guy was saying, what? Talking snakes now? Nah. <laughs> he was what? He made, he, made, he made what? He made the firstborns die? Oh, no, nah, <laughs> man. He did what? He, he made what? Ten rules? Ten rules and then he just broke the thing? What? No. Nah. <laughs> he was high, bro. <laughs> He was fucked, bro. Everyone is lean, that's why. <laughs> Stop drinking the water. No, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I admire the ambition. Definitely, I admire the ambition. Um, this would make a good, like, docu-series. Yeah. Yeah, just like a docu-series yeah, about how they went through that process of doing it, that. how they structured it. Yeah, so totally, I think that's quite totally. interesting. I can imagine it would be so cool and it would have mm. a great soundtrack as well. Especially in the quarantine time. This would be a like great knowledge time, like, definitely. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of, like, were they great at what they did? I mean... Well, of course not. They ruined lives. However, <laughs> however, how ingenious is it? I mean, it's classic. 
It's Ocean Eleven's classic, man. It's like do 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 do, and then they come in and it's like, all right, let's jack up wait, three computers wait, wait, together. Wait, the question is though, were they mm. this? I mean, who's flourishing their, with ideas? The question them. is, who's their plug? Who's their plug? Yeah, I suppose it, I suppose it would be like little, these little adverts. It's like what they, you know how not we, that plug, not, that, not like, that plug. The person supplying them the actual drugs. I'm just I'm just thinking that they've got several distributors. Are, are all those several distributors responsible for their own product? Like are they are they distributing you mean, all to you those mean like se- couriers, several, like self-imposed? Yeah, yeah, like self Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. It's a kind of connection like that. They get their own shit. Oh, you said it's a whole industry. Yeah, it's a whole industry. It's just like Uber, just like Uber. Yeah, so like they have a call center. And then they, they have people who've already signed on and want to get like numbers and, and texts and nah, shit like that. That'd be, that'd be really weak then because if you do that, it means that you're leaving yourself open to so many lines of attack. You'd have to make it a closed business so you can monitor everything that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't leave that open. Well, you make it a closed business then you make it clear that the, the direct line, there's a whole structure. That's of what it. I'm saying. So there must be a, 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 a head honcho and that head honcho has to have some kind of connect from Colombia or whatever yeah, who's yeah, yeah, supplying yeah, the drug. But nobody goes after the Colombians. We know that now. <laughs> it's fine. Your pessimism is heart-wrenching. Nice. <laughs> it's like you've accepted it now. Just like, Why would you doubt they it? Go after, they go after the Middle East. Yeah. But they don't go after the Colombians. No one Who's going to go after? I won't go after the Colombians. I know that. <laughs> no one wants to touch the cartel. Have you read about Colombia lately? She no. was wired out there. So Is it? Not going really? Out. I read about a woman giving blowjobs from chocolate bars. So, yeah. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, no. Mm. So are, are they are they Venezuelan? Venezuelan, sorry. Oh yeah, I'm wrong. I got to mix up. That's yeah. racist. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> That's so racist see, of me. See, yeah. See. Oh, that I need all to these, do better. All these all these people. I need to do better. But say that also reminds me. Do you remember watching the documentary about some drug in in Colombia that hypnotizes you to do anything that the person says? Did we? Yeah, there's all hype around this. June uni times. Oh no! Too much alcohol. No, no way, no way. <laughs> You're reaching. You're reaching there. No, it's far too many things back there, man. Far we don't talk about that period. No. <laughs> we don't talk about that period. That period is so far away. I don't even want to talk about it. No, let's leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. go slay buried in the past. Uh, uh, yeah. So, what do you think, anyway? Yeah. So, I, you know, what I think it's, I think it's like it's, it's, it's good to know these stories because you know you know you have a feeling that criminal criminals are getting really really clever with this stuff do you know what I feel but like? at the same time you're not sure and do you know you're serious like, and you're like do you know right, I feel like right. it's like finding Nemo and it's a weird one I'm putting it to right <laughs> you're going places <laughs> right right so if I said it's like finding Nemo you'd be like oh this is wild what you're getting at because like when you're a person who buys drugs from drug dealer in a covid situation you're kind of like Nemo the yeah. fish, right? You've been taken to this sick other place that you're not comfortable, you don't know, and you feel separated from your drugs. But along your journey, you find out that your dad's looking for you <laughs> around in the yeah. ocean and he's trying to get to you. And it's finding out your drug dealer's innovating in this way. It's like Nemo's dad innovating, trying to get to you. Mm. And just be like that. So it's like finding Nemo. Like, no. like it's nice to know that even though when your drug dealer's not telling you, yo, Specialists, I'm trying to get the shit to you. You know that somehow some of the fuckers out there are innovating this shit to make sure you get your product on time. <laughs> so what you're saying is that you just you're reassured by the motherboard. Of, yeah, because if one's doing it, the rest are doing it. So you know that there's a drug deal out there just like trying to make sure you get your shit on time. Yeah, they despite do. COVID, yeah, they do, they do. And and you know what? It's very important. Like customer service has now been the most key thing mm. before. The whole do you think they hired? And, and do you think they hired someone on customer service in their in, in their infrastructure? Well, no, well, obviously. <laughs> 
Like someone who was really innocent when the bus happened, it was like, yeah, 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 I just work in customer service. Listen, I don't even listen, know. Listen, I work in customer service. If someone approached me and said, hey, I got this set of going. Mm-hmm. We'll be selling coke. We just need people who can handle the phone. Can you do it? You'll be selling coke with a contact center? Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> it's like, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I know I'm going to jail, but who's going to miss this shit out? Like, why, why oh, would you do this? Why would you this is our opportunity of a lifetime. It is. And if they catch it, you just like, look, they told me it was just a call center. So what if ever, why, why? When you worry when people ask you for cocaine, I thought it was a code word for something else. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine means cocaine? What? No way! No. no <laughs> Who did that? That's so silly. Stop it. <laughs> you wacky doodle, you. Oh, wow. Hey, hey, you. Did you know? <laughs> Are you doing cocaine? Manuel, you too. Pedro, no. Pedro, <laughs> your mum said you're going to go see, to uni, bro. As you can see, I'm perfectly innocent. I had, I had no, no idea. idea. I had so, no idea. I'm just going to put my hoodie on now. It's <laughs> yeah. six o'clock. I've got to go pick up my kids <laughs> yeah. from after school club. So if you just let me go for a minute. Just, uh, it's fine. It's, it's um, fine. I had no idea. I'm so disappointed in you guys. Disappointed. I thought, I thought we were doing candles. Mm-hmm. So what's the moral moral of this episode then? The moral of this episode is it drug people dealers. Are getting weird. <laughs> people are getting weird. I feel like the moral of this story is that your drug dealer cares about you, yeah. and they're doing to make. <laughs> I feel like this is a message for like kids who grew up with single moms. Just remember, she can't love you. Your drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I feel so bad saying that no, now. I, I just like... want to walk it back now. I feel like it's true though. If she can't love you, your drug dealer will. <laughs> your mum or your wife, pick one, but it's, it's true both ways. Oh my days. Your drug dealer will always love you. Mm. And he'll do whatever it takes to get to you. Yeah. Your, yeah, girlfriend will. Will. <laughs> your girlfriend will always do it that. <laughs> your girlfriend won't always do that. You so. know, like, I have a dealer saying to me, please. You know, that's so weird. Like a dealer actually saying, please. Don't incriminate anyone in this uh, podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's kind of weird. All right, well, we'll leave it at that because uh, I don't want to. They never say please. I don't show up on time either. Why? Is... <laughs> Why are you so fixated in that? Don't be fixated in that. Right. Anyway, your dealer loves you. Monkey yeah, fish out. Loves... Monkey fish out. <laughs>